we're going to start this podcast called Tales of a Bumbling Idiot. And it's me. I'm the idiot. (laughs) These are stories of me going on dates and trying to navigate meeting new people in my 30s as a divorced single mom. This was never the space I thought I was going to occupy, but yet here we are. And mostly all of the adventures have been unsuccessful, but they all have left me with a really wonderful story. So I'm going to attempt to tell some of them to you. I hope that you find them amusing. I hope that you find them insightful. I find that a lot of my married friends or people that I know that don't date find some of these things to be horrific or incredible to believe, but I promise to always keep all of the facts factual. Um, In most cases, there's usually something I did that was silly also, and I will always include my part in those things. Um, But since nobody really knows that I'm doing this or gave consent for any of these things, I'm going to change all of the names of the men that I'm referring to, the people I'm going on dates with, so as to not um, expose anybody or hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I'm not ever doing this to be derogatory or bring somebody down or make fun of anything that has happened. It's more pointing out the little idiosyncrasies that happen when you try to connect with another human being because we're all a little strange and sometimes another person's strangeness just doesn't align with your strangeness. And I really think that's all dating is, is meeting people and looking for somebody who accepts you and whatever oddities you may have about yourself, but then also that they're Little quirks also are things that you like or can, you know, get on board with. So uh, most of this is just pointing out the extraordinary differences and range of people that are out there. And I find this entire experience to be amusing. I, at one point, was very excited to be going on dates as a single person. And then I went through a period where I just straight up hated it. And now I've come back around to, I'm really kind of indifferent. I don't mind going on dates. I like meeting new people, but I have no um, expectations of any kind other than just to get a great story out of it. So um, I hope that you enjoy these. I'm going to do my best to remember all of them and to include all the best parts. And if you have a story or a weird date or a funny happenstance and you think um, it fits here, I'd love to chat with you. So thank you for listening. These are the Tales of a Bumbling Idiot. Tales of a Bumbling Idiot are stories told from my perspective about my life. All of the names of the people involved, the dates, the men, the boys, have all been changed to protect their identities and all of the rest of the events really happened whether I want to admit it or not. (laughs) Enjoy. Have you ever went on a date with somebody, didn't go well, you didn't date that person, whatever the reason may be, and then revisited and dated that person again later on down the line? Has that happened to anybody out there? Because it happened to me. (laughs) And I think that this makes the perfect first story for our podcast, Tales of a Bumbling Idiot, because this is where it started. This was my very first date. 
So the year is 2018 and I've just recently gotten divorced. When I say recent, I mean fresh, like weeks off of a divorce. And I looked at dating as kind of like my consolation prize for going through this divorce that I was very unhappy about. And I thought, well, at least, you know, this will be my time. Like I'll get to date people, like meet people. Oh my gosh. Like here we are. And (laughs) I was optimistic. I felt ready. And this is where the narrator would cut in and be like, she was not ready. She was not ready for a long time. Um, but I wanted to be ready. I was trying to do anything to kind of self-soothe. And so I tried dating. I think, um, I'm not alone in this area, but you know, this is what I did. So I joined some dating apps. There's a few of them out there and I matched with this gentleman named Colin. That's not his real name, but that's why I'm changing it. (laughs) So Colin and I exchanged some messages back and forth. He seems really nice. He's got um, a very unique look about him. And I'm excited because of how intelligent he is through texting. I like um, jokes and puns and like funny, silly things. And he was all of those things. And so it was really like exciting thinking like, oh my gosh, the first date, this guy seems great. And I just, at that point, had this, like, false sense of, like, this is going to be so easy. Like, I already matched with somebody so great. So I, um, we, we agree that we want to have some coffee for a first date. And so I arranged this meeting at Zion Coffee here in Peoria, Illinois. And he's not from around here. So he kind of let me take the lead on managing the date. We meet for coffee. It was awkward AF. like. I, I was so not ready to be on a date. I'm a good talker. I'm a people person. I talk to people all the time. So I'm not awkward in that space of like sitting and chatting. But whenever there were like slight romantic or like, you know, just like flirtatious comments that were said, I felt so uncomfortable. This was the first time I'd like been actively seeking attention from somebody that wasn't the guy I was married to in like almost 20 years. So it was just, you know, it was fresh. It was a fresh feeling. So I felt awkward during the date. I just really tried to like check in with myself about like, uh, is this because you don't like this guy or is this because like maybe you're just creeped out by dating or like, what is the thing? So when the date was over, I remember thinking as we were walking to the door, like, please don't kiss me. Please don't kiss me. Which I think is a thing that like, maybe I'm alone in, but I'm always curious with, is there a, is there going to be a kiss on the first date? I think people have this whole spectrum of what they like, what they are comfortable with, what they want to do, what they're hoping for. And for me personally, I love a kiss on the first date, but only if like it's vibing. I would say that that's probably what most people think, but I feel like there's so often times a miscommunication on if it is vibing or not, or I don't know if some people just go for the kiss no matter what, but there have been several dates that I've been on now where I've been like, I think this person thinks it's going great and I don't want to kiss this person. So please don't go in for the kiss because I will not just kiss to be nice. I think that's, I think that's that's the best thing to do. I'm not going to kiss you to not hurt your feelings, but it is an awkward thing to have to like, Ooh, Ooh, ah, like pull, pull out of a kiss. So I just am like, Oh gosh, please don't go for it. So I just try to, you know, body language, stand a little bit of far apart, like 
whatever. So I think he might have given me a hug and we parted ways. And I was like relieved that he didn't try to go for more. That was wonderful. As I'm leaving the date, I'm like evaluating. Is it that I didn't like him? Is it that's like the vibe was off or is it that I'm not ready to date? How is this? Like, how do I feel about this whole situation? And I tend to overthink and overanalyze and jump right into thoughts like that anyway. But even if I weren't, this guy, Colin, was like texting me immediately. Had a great day. Can't wait to see you again. I was, I had plans that afternoon that he, like I told him I was doing. And so he was like all afternoon checking in with me. Hey, how is that going? Like just very immediately into like a really like constant convo. So I knew he was into the date and that kind of like jumping in made things really clear for me. Like this is not what I want. This isn't, this doesn't feel like something that I'm going for. And I I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but it just didn't feel right. And so after a couple of days, I would say of like texting and kind of feeling a little awkward about it, I was just like, hey, listen, I think that you're really nice because that was true. I don't ever lie. I don't ever try to sugarcoat things for people. I said, hey, I think you're really nice. I think that you're smart and funny, but there's something that's not feeling right to me. I think it's probably because I'm so recently divorced. I had told him I was like newly single, but I hadn't really said that like, you know, I was married for 13 years and with my ex-husband for almost 20 and had just been divorced a few weeks. I think he probably like maybe would have taken that information and, and felt differently about the whole situation. But um, I was just like, you know, hey, I'm newly single and I just feel like maybe I'm not ready. He was lovely. He was so kind. He said, like, I understand. Let's still be friends. And I was like, Okay. Okay. See, this is good. I could use some friends. And we chatted for like a little bit. He kept talking to me and like being flirtatious. I don't know. It just felt like the friendship thing like wasn't actually going to work. So eventually the texting just fizzled out and we didn't, didn't hang out again. And I was fine with it, moved on, went on plenty of dates, (laughs) more stories to come. And then cut to about three years later and I'm out there dating, mostly single and back on the apps and see his face again. And I'm with my friend, Vanessa, shout out Vanessa. And I'm like, Hey, I went on a date with this guy when I first got divorced. Like it was my first date and he was nice. There was nothing wrong with him, but I just wasn't feeling it. What if I go on a date with him again. Like, what if I swipe and it works? Like, what do I do? And she was like, I mean, shoot, you don't even like, you don't know if you don't try, you might as well. Like how you weren't ready to date back then. Who knows? Like, let's just try it. So I swiped, he swiped and we were like, Hey, this is weird that we like reconnected. Right. And we like already had each other's phone numbers. Cause we were like texting before. So meeting on an app again is kind of silly, but fun. And so we chit chat a little bit and I'm immediately like, Oh my gosh, this is a John Hughes film. Like we went on (laughs) one date and it didn't work. And now here we are years later back at it again. And like, we're just, this is, he's, this is probably the thing like, Oh, this is the meat cute that everybody talks about. And I was just sure of it. I was just like, this is going to be great. I can feel it. And (laughs) we, went on another first date. And I thought, isn't this so silly? I, of course, hid all of my 
crazy thoughts of like, what if this is the one and this is our second time around and what a great story this will be. And didn't say any of those things, but he kind of alluded to it. He was like, this is wild, right? Like we went on this date before and I was like, yeah, the first, the second first date was fantastic. I was like, I'm ready to date now. I feel good about this. Like it felt like we'd both like went out and dated in the area some and been like, Hey, (laughs) this is more fun. And so I was so optimistic after the first date. He walked me to my car. He gave me a really good hug. And I was even like, I'm open to a kiss this time. Like I was feeling good about this date. And we decided to have another one. And so I was like, my gosh, this is off to such a great start. And we went on a second date and went out to dinner. And I laughed my face off. Like, like my cheeks hurt from laughing too much. I could not believe like what a nice time I was having. And so things were just like off to the races. We were texting. All the conversation was really good. We had a third date. Third date, also really fun. We go bowling and have a couple drinks in the bowling alley and just like a couple of like strange little things happened. Like he didn't want to go up to the concession stand to like order a pizza for our like lane without me. And he didn't want to go get the beers that we were drinking from the bar without me. And it wasn't like a, like a, like a cute, like, Hey, come with me. I want to spend time. It was like, he was timid about interacting with strangers. And again, like to each their own. I'm not, everybody feels differently about interaction with the public, but I am very much, um, an outgoing person. And I tend to be attracted to people that are also confident in like social public situations. And so I was just kind of like confused because he seemed so confident with me. And, um, I think that that was like the initial time that like maybe the difference in our personalities was shown to me like that I, that I noticed it, but I was also like, I really like this guy. He's, you know, super funny. And I really like spending time with him. I think this is like, great. Like if he wants me to go with him, I'll go with him. And so we went on another date. We had nice dinner. We had drinks and we're sitting at like a local place in Peoria. And I'm just like laughing and we're lounging and like having a great time. And all of a sudden he says to me, you know, you're just really intimidating. And I remember it stopped me in my tracks because like I was having such like a carefree good time and like having drinks and just really thinking like, this is such a fun Saturday night. And so I was like, I'm not sure why he said it at that exact moment. And I wasn't sure why he brought it up. And I was so confused, but I'm also the type of person who just dives into it. So I said, why do you say that? Because I've had like other people say like, well, maybe you're single because you're just so intimidating to other people. And I don't really know what that means. I mean, I know what people think it means, but I, I, I just don't because I can, I talk to people in my everyday life all of the time that aren't intimidated by me. So I don't know how it is that like only the mates that I'm finding are intimidated by, I don't know. It just seems like a crackpot theory. So anyhow, I thought, Hey, let's dive in here. So let me get some more information. Why is it that you say I'm intimidating? And he said, and I will, I will not forget. So I know this is a direct quote. He said, you just do a lot of things 
and I don't do a lot of things. And so that makes me feel bad. And that made me a little bit more like puzzled, but it also just kind of pissed me off because the things he's referring to are, I have a really full plate. I've got four kids. I'm a single mom. I run my house. I run a couple of businesses. I tend to attack things with vigor and go after them. I don't um, like to be bored. I really love being productive and I really like having all these projects going. I don't like, I'm not asking for other people's help with them. These are just like the things that I'm doing and I'm not like, like faulting anybody else who wants to do more or less than me. This is just my life. This is what I'm doing with it. And so when he says this, like you just do a lot of things, I think my first reaction was to be a little pissed because what does it matter to anybody else what I'm doing, right? And also he's saying, because I do a lot and he does a little, it makes him feel bad about himself. And I'm just kind of, I don't, I also don't understand that because that puts you in the driver's seat. If you're saying you're upset because you do little, do more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not telling you to do more. I'm not upset with the amount of things that you have going on. But if you are, you have the power to do something about it. So I just kind of sat puzzled for a minute and the whole evening was deflated. Like the jovial feelings from before, all of the like happy, fuzzy feelings that were going on. It just, the whole room went flat and it was like almost time for the evening to be over. So I like, we went back to where his car was and he left and I went home and thought, huh, well, I just don't really know what to do with that. But I really do like Colin. He's one of like the most fun people that I went on dates with. I like spending time with him. I don't need him to change for anything, but I also am not going to change what I'm doing, what I talk about, how much I do to, to suit somebody else's needs. So I just sent him a text the next day and said, Hey, I had a really great time. Um, I'm sorry that I'm like making you feel a certain way, but I don't want to date somebody who's intimidated by me. I don't want you to be intimidated by me. We can talk about this, um, hopefully and see if we can come to some sort of like better understanding, uh, between us because I really think you're great and I'd like to like keep seeing you. And he said, no. And that was that. He said, I just really don't think I can. And I think I better, like, it would be better if we don't see each other. And I said, okay. And I never heard from him again. And I thought, well, shit, there went my John Hughes film. So there's a couple lessons I learned from this. There is the fact that sometimes when the vibe is off, the vibe is just off. Sometimes you don't need to go on the second first date with the person. Maybe it really just wasn't meant to be the first time. I also learned that I'm always willing to give something a shot and I love a good story. I also love to laugh. And so I'm not sad about any of the like fun times that we had. <laughs> I'm um, grateful for like getting to know him a little bit more and I hope that he's doing well. Um, but I think that's where our story ends. And that is just my first tale from these chronicles of dating that I've been on in the recent years. So I hope that you will come back 
and listen again for the next one. It's got all different plot twists and uh, a whole different strain of weirdness. And be well.